Well, I wanted to explain the, the purpose and the format of what we're doing tonight. It's a little unusual church service for our Sunday evening. Usually Steve is up here teaching expositionally through the Bible. Uh, he is gone this evening, and actually he was going to be here, but last minute uh, he ended up bailing. So we're going to, uh, probably because he knew I was coming, that's why. We started this tradition a few years ago. And uh, it's back when the church was without a pastor. We didn't have a pastor. And uh, we were driven to our knees one Sunday night. The few of us that were there, I see some faces that were here at that time. And uh, we were driven to our knees because we needed to trust the Lord for what he was going to do in this church. And uh, we'd like to use this time, and we try to do this every year now, right at the end of the year, to humbly remember where we've come from. And to know that the joy of this church, the excitement that God has brought to us, what he's doing, the growth numerically and spiritually is all because what the Lord has chosen to do among us. It's not because of anything we've done. We need to continually take this church to prayer. As we learned this morning from Steve in in Psalm 5, worship is the right response of the redeemed to the person and to the work of God. And this is one of the ways that we worship him. We have a call to worship the king because our God is preeminent. He is the creator, and to him we need to call out regularly. So we want to bow in humility, with brokenness, with smallness, surrender, submission, meekness, or in Steve's words this morning, loving humility is really what's driving us to our knees. We love the Lord. We want to be humble before him. What a great time at the end of the year to reflect on what God has done among us in our midst and to look forward to what he's going to do for us in the next year. And that's why our celebration banquet. So it's kind of a precursor to that. It's going to be a different service than we normally have. Um, We've been uh, in in Isaiah chapter 9 just uh, this week here, last week, and we've just heard about a child who is born, about a son who is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders. Interestingly, right after that passage, the the section that Steve normally would have been teaching on, Isaiah 9, 8 through 11, is what Steve is going to preach on when he comes back to Isaiah. We're going to hear what the Lord says to those who, in arrogance and pride, think that they can build what only the Lord can build. We want to make sure we are putting this in his hands. It's quite befitting on what we're diverting ourselves to tonight, a time of prayer, I thought. So please forgive us. This is a family time. If you're new here, um, usually it's a little different, but uh, I hope that you enjoy our time really on our knees before the Lord. It is a good thing to take a break and and spend time like this corporately. We're going to do it in uh, small groups and also individually. There's going to be times when I'll be praying. Other times when, uh, when I'll maybe ask you to grab two or three people among, uh, around you and pray with them. And there's going to be times when I ask you to individually pray yourself quietly. And uh, we want to use this time wisely in the course of the next hour. If any of those, during any of those times you feel more comfortable, down on your knees praying. So be it. You know, don't feel awkward that uh, anyone's looking at you. Feel free to do that. We're not here to watch each other, to judge each other, to, but to pray to an almighty God who loves us and hears our prayers. So tonight I want to take you through our church's purpose statement, really our purpose verse, which is Colossians 1.28. It's a great place befitting for us to to focus our prayers, and we're going to go through it in prayer. So turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Most of you should have this memorized by now. Uh, An abbreviated version uh, is written in your bulletins. it's across our website. It's even in the foyer of the walls, the walls in the foyer. We, uh, we boldly proclaim this one, and there's a reason behind it. 
Colossians 1.28, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I guess you could pray through any verse in the Bible. You could take it and, and just see what God is trying to say through it and pray through it. But uh, I chose this, this one this evening because it really does encompass so much. If we look at it, our starting point is the very first verse, verse word there, him. In the disciples' prayer, Jesus teaches the disciples how to pray, starting out with our Father who art in heaven, God. That's, that's where we want to start. So I'm going to ask you to break into groups of three to five people. And let your first prayer tonight be about God the Father. Praise him. Repeat his attributes. Mention the acts of the three persons of the Trinity, what they do and what that means to you and how that has impacted your life. Praise him. For those of you who have been through Bible Training Institute, we've studied the attributes of God. We went through a number of those. And uh, this is an ideal time to recall that stuff that you've learned, those amazing things that separate God from who we are. He is so different than the rest of us. So if you would now, just take a few minutes. We're going to have just a few minutes of time. Grab three to five people around you. And uh, just, if you have to circle your chairs a little bit, you're welcome to. But you're going to take a few minutes to praise God for who he is. He loves to hear these words coming from our lips. Okay. Hope that that was a good time to just focus back on Christ, on God the Father, Holy Spirit. What a uh, wonderful God that we serve and, and his attributes are so great. You start getting into it and you just want to keep praying, which is wonderful. We've prayed about him. So let's continue on our verse. It says, him we proclaim. We proclaim. We is plural. That refers to the entire body of believers. Colossians, according to chapter 1, verse 2, was written to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ who are in Colossae. And, And we want to take the same thing. We want to do what they were doing. So we take that as a mandate for us as well. We need to be doing the proclaiming. That goes for our church as well. So we say, him, every member of Grace Bible Church, should proclaim. That's how that verse could read for us. To proclaim is to evangelize. It's the duty of each person in our church to fulfill this mission in some way, shape, or form. We all have some part of it. It's not just Steve's job or Rudy's in our evangelism team. Each of us in some way should be proclaiming Christ. So let's take a moment to pray for our evangelism efforts. Start locally with your own list of people maybe you've been sharing the gospel with at work, neighbors, or friends. Bring them up to the Lord in your, in your group there. And... Uh, Add into that our, our prison ministry efforts. We regularly go there a couple times a week now, and uh, we've got uh, a good ministry with about 60 guys. It's a separate church from us that we're training these guys and working with them in, in Shafter, so pray for them. Additionally, our door-to-door ministry that goes out and proclaims the word and other organized efforts that Rudy and his team are doing. Then spend some time praying for our missionaries that are abroad. We have Mark and Jessica Stuckey in Brazil, done, done a church plant down there. Greg and Carrie Dennison in Spearfish, South Dakota. It sounds like I just heard from John this evening that uh, they're doing great. They've had a couple new families join their little church plant they've done there, and that's uh, great to hear. Pray for them. Uh, Fernando and Sofia in Colarinas, Mexico, where there's a, a church down there in this outpost city that uh, is a very poor church, a very um, dark area where Christ is not proclaimed, and they've got a lot of work to do, so pray for them. And then uh, Creighton and Carrie Ring in Susanville, uh, kind of like a sister church we have up in, in Northern California. Pray for them. They could use our prayer that they remain steadfast in this church plant that they were doing up there. So pray for these areas of outreach that our church is doing and that you're doing. Take a few minutes to do that.
Okay. So we've prayed about him. We've prayed about the next words, we proclaim. Our verse continues, him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom. We're going to take time now to pray for wisdom for our leadership. And you might want to just jot down some of the key things. I'm going to just blanket you with a, a fire hose here of all kinds of things to be praying for. So uh, you might want to jot a couple of these down that you might want to concentrate on that you want to pray for as, as we go over them. Um, first, for Steve, Darren, and James, our pastoral staff. Uh, Steve, obviously for his teaching, for his preaching of the word, for his family involved with that, uh, for Bible Training Institute and all that he does with that. For uh, Darren, um, with preparing our worship services, what great choices for worship songs tonight that we use. I mean, it's just great to have a guy like that pray for him. Also, he kind of oversees the Resolve college age group and college and adult, young adults. Pray for him. For James Street and Cornerstone that he leads, our junior high and high schoolers. So those guys. Then for the elders, for Mark, Bart, Steve, and myself, uh, Mark oversees Sunday school, uh, the children's Sunday school, as well as the adult Sunday school classes. Communication, all the little emails and communication that goes out, calendar, things like that that are perfunctory, but they're very important, uh, besides all the other guys that he oversees. For uh, Bart Bissell, who's not here, he's traveling right now, coming back from, uh, from Africa, where he saw his uh, son and daughter-in-law who are ministering over there in Africa. Uh, he's over global missions, local outreach, member care, and safety, so be praying for him on those things. For uh, Steve, in that respect, he, uh, he's over men's and women's uh, and leads uh, those areas there of our, our key ways to, to lead our men and to have our women that are uh, following after Christ. And myself, I oversee administration, small groups, legal, Spanish, and membership areas. So certainly I do cherish your prayers and I feel it. Pray for our deacons, Tony, Gabe, Ben, Jim, James, Rudy, Chad, and Nate. Uh, Tony oversees guest care and uh, safety. He's the one that kind of puts steadfast together right now. Um, he needs wisdom to keep all those things running. Gabe Woodward, uh, he oversees our counseling area. There is a ton of work to be done, especially around the Christmas season. Pray for wisdom and assigning the right people there. For Ben Moore, he oversees member care, baptism, and keeping the facilities upgraded. For Jim Zervis, uh, finances, he's the one that's keeping our books straight. He's just come into that position. It's a gift that we have a guy like that. Pray for him. Also, the more than a building campaign. He's going to be telling you more about that upcoming uh, time, but he's overseeing that. For James Oweiler, uh, he oversees the tech and the website. That brings so many people into our church. They see our church. They know about it because of his excellence there. Pray for that continuing. He has a, a heavy load to get that done. For Rudy Flores, uh, he oversees our local outreach, the prison ministries. It's important to have a guy out there doing that. For uh, Chad Bray, he oversees a lot of our special events, things like the uh, upcoming celebration banquet. Uh, he oversees the ushers, making sure that they're uh, in their place where they need to be, when they need to be there. Important for us. Pray for Nate Carr. He oversees our, our facility and, and the care related to that, and we're probably going to be assigning some more stuff to him because he used to help out so much with Cornerstone. But be praying for these guys. Pray for our Sunday school teachers. All those classes up there, we have all different hours that they go on, Sunday nights and Sunday mornings. Pray for them. Pray for small group leaders. Pray that we'll all warn everyone and teach everyone with wisdom, as the verse says. Maybe some of you that have been praying in your groups, if you'd let some of the others praying, if, if you're um, the one that likes to pray a lot, share your heart, though, of what it is, some of these ministries that you care about. If you've never prayed in public, this is probably an odd thing for you, talking to some other people and, and uh, how you want to do it. This is, this is a great time for you to do that. So uh, 
take time to do that. They're not going to laugh at you. Uh, They want to encourage you. We want to set a habit and a pattern of being in prayer whenever and wherever we are. Pray for wisdom and humility for our leadership. Would you do that now? Continuing on in Colossians 1.28, we've looked at it. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature is the next section. We present everyone mature. Our job here is to make disciples, to present everyone mature in Christ. First, I want to take this time as a time of silent prayer, each one of you alone in your own hearts, privately praying with the Lord. Uh, Are you right with the Lord right now? Is Is there something that stands between you and the Lord? Is there some sin that easily besets you? Do you have a sin that easily ensnares you and it keeps drawing you back in? This is between you and the Lord. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. If a man says he does not sin, he's a liar. It's a sin of pride. It's a sin of lust. It's a sin of a sharp tongue. It's impatience. Is it selfishness? Is it a fear of man? Is it anger? Is it ungratefulness? Is it unforgiveness? We could keep going on and on. You know what that is in your heart. So let's take a moment of personal reflection to bring these issues to before the throne of grace personally. God already knows it anyway, so why not acknowledge it to him? Why not open your heart to his healing? Why not deal with these issues just between you and the Lord? So I'll give you a few minutes just to pray on these issues of yourself. Amen. The last two words there, Colossians one twenty-eight. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Let's pray for the in Christ part of this verse. Let's pray for the rest of the body here at Grace Bible Church. Let's pray for spiritual protection. We need that. Satan doesn't like Christians on their knees, does he? That's a a great way to get attacked. If we keep making waves in Bakersfield, we're going to get his attention. And uh, he's going to try to disrupt what we're doing. So pray for the faithfulness of our members to show up regularly, to open their hearts to those in the congregation. Pray for more men to come to the Wednesday and Saturday morning Ironman group. Pray for the women's retreat in a few months, that the women of our church are going to be closer knit together from this. Pray for discipleship to occur, whether it be one-on-one or in our Sunday school classes, mentoring, whatever it might be. Pray for our children. Pray that God will have each one of them counted among his elect. That's a bold thing to pray for. Pray for our parents to use biblical wisdom in raising them in a godly manner rather than carrying around by various doctrines and whims. Uh, Pray for Barbara Mills. She's been through a lot. Uh, Pray for the people of our church. Pray for our marriages, especially around Christmas time. It seems that there's a lot of tensions that arise, a lot of family member issues, extended family, financial pressures and time constraints. We need to regularly keep our marriages in prayer, especially those of our leadership. So pray for that. We're all one in Christ, so let's pray to that end. If you take your groups and, and pray for that right now for a few minutes. So that verse really sums up the purpose of Grace Bible Church. We've put that out there intentionally as uh, being what we're praying about. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I'd like us to lastly pray for the future of Grace Bible Church. If that is our goal, that is our end, that is what we're working towards, we don't know what God has for us. He may shut this church down next week for all we know. If so, glory to God for whatever his purposes are. We, we don't know. It does seem that God is adding to our church weekly. We're getting about every other month we add eight to ten new members to the church and they keep coming. So we've got to keep being prepared for them. We have a more than a, a building campaign 
that's raising funds for a new building that we're going to be needing soon. I pray that God would bring harvesters. Pray that God would sell some of his cattle on a thousand hills and, uh, and use it for our glory, his glory here. Pray for favor for someone who owns eight to ten acres in the southwest of Bakersfield. God can do that. He, he will do whatever he wants. So pray for the greater than a building uh, committee team and Jim Zervis, who's heading that up. Pray for decisions that you're going to be needing to make down the road, whether it be the architects, the workers, the inspectors, all the people that will be a part of whatever happens here, that if God so provides for Grace Bible Church, that that will be a platform even to lead others to Christ. Pray for our future leaders. They may be sitting in the nursery back there right now, being watched as, as we're in here. Um, they may serve in that capacity someday. We need to pray for them. I pray that we would be able to sh- uh, properly shepherd the flock as it grows. We don't want to grow so large and out of control that, that we're not uh, properly taking care of the, those that are here. Pray for shallow Christians in our community to find Grace Bible Church as a resource and to put them in s- their spiritual walk into hyperdrive. Pray for those that are listening on the Internet and Steve's writings, that those will be avenues that be used to take from this church and grow for the future here. So uh, take a few moments, just uh, just the last few moments here, to pray for the future of Grace Bible Church. Doesn't an hour of prayer go by quickly? Makes us realize how much more we have to pray about. We're just getting started. If you want to stick around for another hour, we'll be... No, <laughs> you're welcome to, but thank you for coming and praying. Mark... I'm going to ask you to come up and, uh, and close us in prayer. I think that would be a fitting thing for us. And uh, I hope that this 2016 is a year of prayer for you guys and for myself that we realize how important it is. Let's all stand together as we dismiss in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the amazing time that we've had coming together before your throne just to be able to say those words that we come directly to your throne is uh, amazing and awesome that we can pray directly to you. And as we, uh, we sung earlier in What a Friend We Have in Jesus, there will be that time when we don't pray anymore because we don't need to pray anymore because we'll be with you face to face and talking with you face to face. What a prayer that is to be able to have that direct conversation, seeing your face, being with you in glory in heaven. We thank you for, for that hope that we have, that time when we won't need faith. It almost seems sacrilegious to even say that, and yet there will be that time when we won't need faith because we'll have sight of you. We'll see you directly with our eyes as we're in heaven with you. And we wait expectantly for that day to to be with all the saints before us. But until then, you've given us work to do here, and you've called us to glorify you, to worship you, as we heard this morning. So, Father, we pray that this time that we've had together will have been a worshipful time, a blessed time uh, together in which we've glorified your name together. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.